And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday. Waffle Box. With your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing all at the same time. Coming up on episode 83, we talk about the world's greatest game of hide and seek, why it might be a bad idea to let a fish play a computer game, and so much more. I'm Mike Fish, and I'm always joined by my main man from San Fran. It's Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how you doing, my man? What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here. Ocho Trace, episode of the Waffle Box, the original Waffle Box. You accept no substitutions because it is the best part of Wednesdays. Again, for those who don't recognize me, I am Kush Hayes. Mike Fish, how are you doing today? Well, I'm well. It's February 1st. My God, it's already February. It's going to be Christmas soon. Where does the time go? Where does the time go? How's, how's, how's your 2023 been so far? Um, Dramatic. Very dramatic. Uh, as you know, the 49ers are not going to the Super Bowl. And Who was... would have thunk having to rely on your four-string quarterback in the championship game would end up badly? They did not pull that guy quick enough. Uh, at one point, I was just like, well, maybe we should just put the, the injured kid back in. Like, he can still run the ball. He can still hand it off. Like, it's not just all about throws. But, uh, yeah, then they were just like, well, maybe we'll just put the running back in. And he'll be the quarterback. Uh, it just, it, Yeah, after it was a very good season, but ended with a very shitty game. Like, really shitty. That's... Like, embarrassing. Embarrassing performances are all around. And that's where we connect. Both of our mm. teams had a very good season, better than expected, but ended mm. in a trash fire. Yeah. Oh, there you go. To be fair, that that uh that Purdy kid, like he should not have had such a successful record as he did this year. So good for him. Uh, it's that's maybe the meanest thing I gotta say. Otherwise, that fight at the end was quite bullshit. But uh, is it safe to say now, Mike Fish, that we are both go go Chiefs? Oh, good lord, yes. Because you you, you can't vote you can't you can't cheer for the team that just beat your team. Well, no, that doesn't under, make any goddamn sense. So under normal circumstances, when it comes to sports, oh, if no. my team gets eliminated by a team, usually my go-to is to support that team because then the thought process is well, at least my team lost to the champions. However, Sorry, I, in this situation, there is no way that I can bring myself to cheer on the Philadelphia Eagles on a big game Sunday. No way. It's it, You were not the first person to tell me that theory and that philosophy. And it, no, no, no. This is, this is combat sports we're talking about, man. Your team got taken out by the Eagles. There's no way you can root for the Eagles. By the way, Eagles had a hell of a game this weekend. Like, I ain't taking that away from them. But now, now I want to see them get beaten by the Kansas City Chiefs, just out of pure spite and pettiness and for the fact that they beat my team, so now they must hurt as well. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely not arguing for cheering on the Eagles. I shall not be cheering on the Eagles. I hope they all crash and burn in a sports sports manner, not a physical manner. That'd be cruel. But um, Okay, okay, okay. But like I say, to defend myself under normal circumstances, I'm kind of like, so if, if the team that beats my team then goes on to get destroyed... In the next game, it was like, well, how bad was my team that they lost to that shit show? 
Mm-hmm. This makes no, me feel this worse. Is a whole, this is a whole different thing now. So for, for the 49ers now, our rivals are the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I don't. I think they were the Seahawks, but now we have moved on to a new rival and a new foe and a new greater sense of evil that we must vanquish from this soil. And that is, uh, that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, guys, did you really have to fuck with the Rocky statue? You fucked with the Rocky statue. That's that's how this whole thing came undone. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Well, it's their fault. Yeah. Trying, trying to claim, look at us, the most famous person from Philadelphia is a made-up character who's played by a person from New York. Idiots. You don't fuck with that kind of juju. It's 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 taboo. It's, it's bad yep. juju. But whatever. So, Stupid Philadelphia people. Unless you're to this show, then you're one of the rare cool people from Philadelphia. But it's, it's, it's the other people, the majority of Philadelphians that don't listen to this show. They're idiots. And I'm pretty sure the Philadelphians that do listen to this show will be like, yeah, they shouldn't have fucked with a Rocky statue. And I don't want really to talk about you know, talking about the Cowboys. They're also I fucking hate Cowboys, but they suck anyway. They've sucked for like fifty years. But anyway, Cowboys were our rivals in the nineties. We're we're past them now. We we've been past yeah, them. Yeah, Cowboys. Know, I don't think is Packers. anyone does anyone consider the Cowboys like their rivals because the Cowboys don't do anything. They like they just say oh, anymore. Oh, this year maybe this year because they're looking good, and then every year at the end of the season. <laughs> The very late ninety, excuse me, the very late eighties and into the mid nineties, the Cowboys were a fucking dynasty. That were, they were just, they were unstoppable. And then the Patriots became a thing, and just, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in nineteen ninety six and decided, ah, that'll do. That will That's do. Big. That will do. Anyway, speaking of the Cowboys, it is National Texas Day. Woo! Yeah. Go Texas. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas, boy. Woo, woo, woo. Ow, I don't even pow. know why I, I do that pow. voice. I know several people from Texas, and none of them speak like this, so, but I'm still doing this voice anyway. Um, I want a cowboy out to my to heart, Texas. and I live a little bit. Shout out to those in Texas. And just um, just for that, I'm repping Dr. Pepper, for those watching the video version. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, the, the best thing to come out of Waco, Texas. We don't talk about anything else that happens in Waco, Texas. But Dr. Pepper, mm. best thing from Micah, Texas. Other than that, don't... I love some Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like, again, we agree on this as well. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is fantastic. Misunderstood. That was one of the jingles, I believe. I won't do it all the time, but sometimes I'll have a Dr. Pepper with my eggs for breakfast. What? What, is it like you eggs, sip on bacon Dr. And Dr. Pepper? Pepper. Of course, I sip on the Dr. Pepper. You want to enjoy the taste. You, you just oh, I know. The way you kind of said it, like, I, I have Dr. Pepper with my eggs in the morning. I kind of thought it was some kind of freaky omelet you was making. No, no. I don't think... I wouldn't advise against cooking Dr. Pepper and eggs together. No, it doesn't sound... Although maybe someone from the Serb Squad would like to do that and send us a video. And please don't burn down your house because we're not liable. It does sound like some, some idiot on TikTok would do. Look this! I'm I mixed eggs and Dr Pepper in an omelet. It's good for your health. So it's, I'm taking the waffle it, box, Dr Pepper challenge. Some shit. I'm taking the waffle box, Dr Pepper challenge, where we are making an omelet out of Dr Pepper and eggs. Hey, Step yes. one, Dr Pepper. 
Gee, now it's melting into a syrupy candy. Step two, eggs. Now, now we scramble the eggs and then you, you, you pour and you sift and you do this and you do that and voila. Now you've got like loopy caramel mess. Best case scenario would be like you, it's gonna be like brown. You, it's gonna it will disgusting. definitely be brown. So, but it'll be caramelized. Best case scenario, which by mm. the way, only gonna make my heart stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, this may not be good for your health. So we do advise to, uh, against doing that unless you do want yeah. to name it the Waffle Box Omelet Challenge or some shit like that, and then just give us Waffle Box Doctor Pepper Challenge. It's a co-brand. Waffle Box Dr. Pepper Challenge. Don't do the Waffle Box Dr. Pepper Challenge. Don't. Whatever you do, don't do it. Reverse psychology. Don't do it. I remember we're not liable to burn the house down. Yeah, well, that's just a good advice anyway, no matter what you're cooking. Just don't burn the house down. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Anyway. Let's crack on. Talking of talking of omelets, let's crack on. Cause you have to crack open the neck. Let's crack on with the show. Uh, childhood games. How uh, simpler time. You know, kids are now wandering around with their faces in a smartphone or a tablet or the the Xbox five thousands, whatever they're onto now. I don't know what number it's up to now. Back in my day, we were happy to play with a stick and dig some holes in the dirt. Did you just did your stick have a hoop as well? No, just just a stick. Just a stick. Okay. Yeah, you, you just put, stick. you try gotcha. draw shapes. Hey, it's in the toy hall of fame for a reason. Exactly. It's in the toy hall of fame for a reason. Or like a cardboard box, and you'd like imagine Ooh. it was a spaceship. I had so much fun with cardboard boxes as a child. I I have one vivid memory, right, of my childhood mm. that we I think my parents, I believe it was a fridge freezer, you know, one of those like mm-hmm. on top of the other combo. So the box was huge. Those are the best kind of boxes. Mm-hmm. And it was like big enough so where you could like lay the two boxes side by side. You could like lay completely flat inside this cardboard box. And you know what I remember imagining that it was? A coffin. Oh. How fucking dark is that? I'm like, I look back at my child, I'm like, geez, that explains a lot. I'm a weirdo. But yeah, well, some... You were, you, were, like, you were curious about death at the time, uh, obviously. No, or, uh, my earliest... Oh, or oh, I was oh. just really tired. And I was like, do you know, I'm just going to pretend I'm... I, hey, hey, bro, I'm just going to pretend I'm dead. And I just wanted to take a nap, maybe. That was it, maybe. I'm just trying to sure, get up excuses. Let's go with that. I wasn't weird. Yeah. As a kid, yeah, you're a little weird. You're a weird kid. But anyway, your favorite box I one time my, memories. I don't even know it's my favorite box memory, but it's one that I always still hang on to. Uh, we had the box. I want to say I don't know if it was a computer monitor box because those things were fucking huge, or if it was a microwave oven box, or even a refrigerator box. But it was a big ass box, and I uh, I was using it as a fort, and so mm. I uh, pulled the box over me. I could probably, if I wasn't crouching, I could at least stand up in it. And then when I went to flip the box back up, we had just had a power outage at the same time. The entire block was was blacked out, but I didn't understand that and thought, uh-oh, we fucked up now. <laughs> now everything's dark. 
you, you thought you oh, maybe like entered a weird universe where it's oh no mm-hmm. I've come through to the other side it's dark I then went on to stab myself in the chest with a pencil by accident because again don't don't do stupid things like crawl or, or run with sharp objects kids so oh, come on Kush. everyone knows if you're gonna crawl around with a sharp object you, you put it between your teeth like a man I, yeah I yeah, I was like six I don't know so let's Jack this. Burton taught you nothing. Um, Jack Burton was not a thing for me at that. Jack Burton's like still like another year away from me. Yeah, when when was when was Big Trouble? Was that 96? 96? 96? No, sir. No, 86. Oh, I knew it had a six then. Um, <laughs> there we go. Oh my. Anyway, speaking of childhood games, another one of these crazy childhood games that I used to hate, to be honest. Uh hide and seek. Not a big mm. fan of that game. Or as I, I believe in some avenues over here in these United States of wacky Americas, some people call it hide and go seek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, anything, it, it should be... Ways. It should be... If it, cause it, it, it sounds like an instruction. If anything, if you're going to put a go in it, it should be like, hey, go hide. I'll seek. Go hide and go seek. It was probably that long too, once upon a um, time. Speaking of long... And we're not talking about penises again this week. Um, I hope not because there's children involved. Took part in what might be the longest hide-and-seek game ever. Maybe not the longest. I'm sure there's some crazy ones where some idiot's still hiding. I'm sure once he felt the ship leaving the harbor, he went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. So yes, a 15-year-old boy accidentally locked himself into a shipping container during a game of hide-and-seek and was discovered a week later in another country. Uh, the teen from Bangladesh, identified only by his first name, Fahim, was playing with friends in the port city of Ch- Chittagong on January 11th when he hid inside the container and fell asleep, according to India Times. First mistake right there. Well, there's several mistakes in this. One, <laughs> if you're if you're playing hide and seek, so is it a shipping container? Obviously, by fifteen's a, dock. a little old to be playing hide and seek. Also, yeah, but we doing. You know, you, okay, like, and I forget job, what country he's out of, but most kids, most kids actually at that age have the full time job, assuming they're not in school. Also, like, yeah, yeah. haven't it? Bangladesh, haven't you got Bangladesh cheap yeah. t-shirts to make to for be... lazy Americans? Huh? You're doing skiving off. <laughs> that wasn't a real joke. It's, it was oh, just, it's, it's commentary. It's commentary. Jehovah. It's bad. But it it had, commentary. Let's not try to, you know, let's not try to hide from this, huh? Attack the facts. Um, but also, yeah, don't don't go into a shipping container when you're playing hide and seek. That doesn't seem like a Don't smart thing to do. Don't be on the shipping vessel. Don't be on the shipping vessel. How about that? Also, while he was hiding in the container, he fell asleep. Hmm. If you're if you're playing hide and seek and you're in your hiding position, and no one has found you in such a long time that you're like, hmm, I'm pretty sleepy. I might take an end the game. Just be like, all right, this is boring now because if no one's found me, I'm going home. I'm a really good hider. I'm such a good hider. I had to take a nap. 
and you still didn't find me. I was snoring and all that. Because even at that point, that's even a, if you if you walk out, voice. if you leave the the shipping container and matey goes, ha ha, found you. You go, no, fuck, I've been gone hours. You suck at this game. I win. <laughs> ah. Um, CS. So yes. He, uh, but, but, but the container was then loaded onto a commercial ship. Yep, that should have woke you up. Bang on the side, but maybe, maybe by that point, no one can hear you. It probably no one can hear you scream. Point. Uh, quote The boy was just believed to have entered the container, fell asleep, and found himself here. Malaysian Home Minister Datuk Siri Safudin Nasushin Ismail. Why would you have to put if there's a man? I appreciate he's a home minister, so he's someone important. But if this guy has five names, do you need to put them all in the article? Yeah. Again, also, we, no this one all paid comes attention back. to the banging container because there were other containers filled with human beings banging away. Well, Hashtag that was a that was a theory that they thought he was entangled in a human trafficking scheme until they found out. No, he's just an idiot playing hide and seek mm. when he's 15 so if he's an idiot he gets to go home but folks that are being human trafficked they're, they're still out there on those streets on those those gritty streets well then this gives ideas to human traffickers i hope no human traffickers are listening to this show but it's like just let's just find kids and but like, hey want to play hide and seek they're gonna catch they a couple of them doing that already but yeah, if again, you of, if you just thought it up right now, this very second, Mike, I guarantee you that has happened. Yeah, I, 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 well, I, I, if, I was about to say I hope so, because obviously I hope not. <laughs> but I kind of hope so, because the worst, it would be horrible if if it just happens, some human trafficker is watching the show and he's like, if it is happening now. Oh my God. Thank you, Mike. Why didn't I think of that? And suddenly I'm responsible for whole ruined lives that oh. it's it's the new tiktok challenge the the waffle box human trafficking challenge yes i don't think that one's gonna go as viral as we think but you never know hey no publicity is bad publicity all right well until we till we get to court till we get to court buddy <laughs> they're gonna arrest us oh my god if this clip is gonna <laughs> no be more free ex- exhibit a your honor oh god fuck um so yes, yeah, seven days later, a starved and dehydrated Fahim was seen in a Reddit video feeb- uh, feebly emerging from the shipping container. That's not right. This kid has Fuck been trapped off. in this container for seven days. Yes, it was his own fault. He's an idiot. But still, this dude's been through a lot. And you're going to mock the way that he comes out like he as he feebly emerged mm. like a pansy. From this container, like Jesus, there's no need for that kind of thing. As a kid, so no one found him the entire six days. That's crazy. So that's what I figured it happened. Like he finally got on the ship, was banging away at the walls. Someone was like, "Oh my god, there's a kid in this shipping container. That's not cool." Um, well, we're on our way to Singapore, so uh, grab a broom and uh, chow time is at five. <laughs> we'll put you in a little hammock over here. Bless him, Fahim. Oh, yeah, what a wild questions. But also, again, New York Post. By the way, yeah, New York Post. I 
if I've said this once, I've said this at least 20 times on this show. If you have to have a word count on your articles, use that that space usefully, if that's even a word. Malaysian Home Minister Datuk Ismail. Oh, shit, I'm three words short. What's his middle names? Put that in. We don't need all five of his names on his birth certificate in his article. If anything, that's his that name. Identity theft. <laughs> he might be a guy that just you you can't you can't just shorten his name. You gotta say the whole fucking thing like a tribe called Quest. You I think his license be... massive. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like this long as a. Oh, it's like a it's like a a six inch ruler. Yeah, or um, New York actors record breaking phallic member, maybe. Maybe back to last week. Hey, if you if you don't understand that reference, boys and girls, go back to episode eighty-two as we talk about a man's penis for five minutes. It's well worth talking it. big dicks. Big dicks. Anyway. So yeah, kids playing hide and seek. Don't go to into a shipping container. Two, if you haven't been found, by the time you're like my bedtime, go home. Don't sleep in the shipping container. Learn anything. It's educational already. There you go. Don't go into any shipping containers. Do go into as many abandoned refrigerators as you can. And if you get burnt, rub some butter on it. Yes. Also, not liable if you if that burn turns worse because of the butter, or you Does suffocate it... from the refrigerator. We're not I mean, liable. If you do hide in the refrigerator, if during the game of hide and seek. There is a nuclear explosion. You'll be safe. Probably. That's been proven. Well, you know, no. today's modern day refrigerators are mostly plastic. Your mm. your Indiana Jones reference. That thing was made out of steel. Right. What were refrigerators ever made out of steel? Unless it's like a yeah. a big in the, in the early forties and fifties yeah. restaurant kind of style thing. They, they built them to last back in those days, Mike. No, no, they don't make them like that anymore. As they say, they don't. They make them out of plastic and glass now, and they they break down very simply. Uh, yes, also, they you do. need to have an internet connection for your fucking refrigerator these oh, days. My fridge is not connected to the internet, thankfully. Mine doesn't. Thankfully, mine either. But 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 still, it's a thing. But you know, one thing, talking about breaking easier. No. But this story is. This is on me. I'm I'm the idiot in this story. I'm. This is what you know, oh. one of those things where something you do something and then it goes mm. badly, and then your first mm. thought is you're angry because one, it happened, but two, you're like, Why didn't I see this happening? I'm a mm. idiot. Often, often, so often, me and my, my wife, we were cleaning my out wife. the fridge. My wife, we were cleaning out the fridge, and so she takes, so you know, the fridge, the, the shelving. One, it's got some glass in it. Oh, so she takes out the glass from the fridge, 
mm-hmm. and goes, can you clean this? And it's my yes, first but... thought, like an idiot, was, yeah, sure, I'll take this cold bit of glass that has been sitting in the fridge for two years, and I'm going to run it under hot water. What could oh, wow, the worst really? thing that happened? And so this I was, was like, your refrigerator, or your freezer, the refrigerator. So I was That's like, amazing. Wash, 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 wash. This glass shattered in my hand. Oh shit! Yeah, that's great. So like, if you, that's that's amazing. That means your refrigerator is running that freaking cold. Okay, this wasn't your freezer. This was your refrigerator. Gotta so like, the, cold. Fair enough. Shit, mission accomplished. But now you have to spend eighty bucks to replace that shelf. Yeah, I did. That's how much those I did indeed cost. because I mean I'm sure there are easier ways to do it, but just for the because mm. obviously at the time this wasn't one of those. Hey, let me shop around a bit. This was one of those moments where my angry wife was like, "You need to fix this now, you Ooh. fucking idiot!" Which is like again, angry that's, wife. You know, yeah, and it's it, you know it's the worst when your wife is angry with you. But you know she's Everyone take right. Everyone, take a knee. But she, you know she's right, so you just have to sit there and take it. You're like, fuck, I deserve this. I'm an idiot. So I, I, just, I had to go to like the manufacturer's website and make sure, because I didn't want to order something and then get it and it's the wrong size and have to go through a whole, you know what I mean? So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to put in and make a model, order for like a thing. And yeah, it was like 70 bucks for this oh, fucking sheet of glass. Also, the, the, the scary part of that whole transaction is Sometimes those parts get discontinued. <laughs> like we only made a thousand of them, and you're one thousand four. Sorry, we, you're not getting a new shelf. We don't do that no more. That we're on to our internet connected refrigerator. Well, luckily, even um, though mine isn't a, a, a refrigerator from the future, where it talks to you like that that um, commercial with Keenan Thomas, where it makes ice jokes. Um, but when we moved in in 2019, our landlady like bought a brand new fridge freezer for us. So, so it's it's relatively mm. new. So the parts were easy. Dig it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. 2019. St- thankfully, stuff. still still accessible. We just got a new refrigerator sometime within the last 12 months, and the refrigerator we were rocking prior to that, all metal grating. Okay, like you know, like think of a shopping cart, or or think of your previous refrigerator. Like there's See, I no don't glass like that involved. because because then sometimes like if you put the beer in it, it falls down the little hole. Obviously, it's not gonna. It's, it's off, and you have to like try to fit it right. And it's oh, I can't do that. Just give me a solid shelf. My you know, if that's your if that's your biggest problem, good for you because the biggest problem with those shelves is something is leaking. It leaks on everything under it, and you're just like, oh great, my. My steak is now covered in raw milk or an egg or or whatever. Raw Something milk, gross. As opposed to what? Sour milk, which Cream? is what I meant to say. Cheese? No, I meant to say sour milk. Have you drunk sour Quite milk? Good. Have you ever have you ever drunk sour milk accidentally? Accidentally, that change a couple times. Yes, quickly. Oh, quickly! It's not. It's Life not comes at you fast when you do. <laughs> When I, the the because I'm normally I'm I'm normally even though I'm the only person in this house that drinks milk because my wife she's like a lactose intolerant so she 
She has to, if she does want like creamer for a coffee, she has to get like specialized weird almond bullshit. No, I don't touch okay. that crap. Give me the real milk from the cow's tit. That's where God intended me to drink, get my cereal milk. God um, damn right. But yeah, even so, I'm normally, I'm not an animal. So I, I normally pour my milk into a glass and drink it. I don't normally drink straight from the carton. I'm not that kind of monster. Mm-hmm. But this one time, it was kind of like I picked it up and there's like not much left. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not worth getting a glass. Dirt. I could, it's, a little, it's like a couple of swigs left. Right. Screw it. And so I just undid the top and was like, shot. And as soon as that hit the back of my throat, it was like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. I imagine the same thing happens when you drink uh, gasoline or or arsenic. Um, it's it's violent and fast. Again, it doesn't settle. <laughs> your your stomach doesn't Where have to think about it for like from? an hour. The fact uh, that yeah, I drink that's what milk, drinking gasoline is like. It's poison. It's poison is what I'm telling you, man. Yes. Like it's it, it's that terrible. You you literally just spell it out yourself. I I, I did a whole thing there. Wow. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful, and it's it's one of the, like the most violent things that could happen to you, to yourself. Don't do it, kids. I always check again. the dates, or check the dates, or be a civilized human being and pour the milk into a glass. Then that way you get that. Oh, that doesn't look right. Also smart. Also smart. Yes, but as we've learned. Already, this episode's on several occasions. I don't always make this a hard decision. Talking about not a He's smart a dumb decision. I'm an idiot. YouTuber. Let's talk about YouTubers. Muti Kimu Muti Kimuaru, aka Maurice. Let's go with that. Thank Maurice. Maurice. So he runs a channel on YouTube. Again, stretching this article out. It says runs a channel on the video sharing site. It's just YouTube. It's quite, everyone knows what fucking YouTube <laughs> it's just is. YouTube. <laughs> um, what was he, your source on this? This was on... I can't remember. BBC. BBC. Oh, BBC. I know. Kush wild. hates me. Kush hates me when I don't quote my sources. Um, no, no. I just literally wanted to know who had to put the video serve sharing service. It's YouTube. Again, you're right, Mike Fish. It's YouTube. We don't need extra extra information there. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No worries, no worries. This is why we do the show. If I don't want to be interrupted, I'll just do the show on my own. That'd be really boring. Uh, sharing video sharing site where his fish plays various Mike games. Fish. In the Pokemon oh. franchise. Sweet. Huh? His fish wow. plays video games. I hear you say. Um, the fish controls the game by swimming to different areas in the tank, which have been outfitted with sensors that simulate okay. pushing the buttons on Maurice's Nintendo Switch. Sweet. So he set up this system to live stream the fish playing Pokemon Violet, which apparently is the latest entry in the series. Sure. But a malfunction during gameplay led to the Nintendo Switch returning to its home screen. No harm, no foul, right? 
That's a weird okay. story. Well, so at one point, apparently in the stream, Maurice, happy that his fish is enjoying this game. It doesn't say in this article, but maybe he went to get a beverage. Maybe he went to relieve himself in the bathroom. Who knows? But he wandered off and the fish started going rogue on his oh. Nintendo Switch. So once oh. he went back to the home screen, this fish is going back and forth, I guess, pushing all these different buttons. And he goes to the Nintendo eShop. Hey! And his pet started spending Maurice's money in the shop. Luckily, only $4 was spent, but still <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so no harm, no foul, right? Only $4 have come out of his account. Um, until the fish then also went to the settings screen and revealed Maurice's credit card information live on the stream for everyone to see. Wow. Um, the fish. How many ATVs on... got bought? So the fish also managed to download an app to play Nintendo, Nintendo 64 games. Maybe you wanted to play the re, uh, re-released GoldenEye. Um, he spent reward currency on a new avatar and he also changed Maurice's account name to obviously not great with the keyboard but still he tried and then what's amazing is Maurice was gone enough for this much chaos to I know right he must have had had the worst case of some bad tummy happening here because you just said and there's more and there is more because even though you know we look at fish and we like look at these dumb fish oh you stupid fish with small brains this is where i believe this fish knew what the fuck he was doing because by the time maurice returned the fish Powered down the Switch console, so Maurice had no idea any of this happened. And he he found out when he, I guess, maybe someone in the chat told him, or he went, watched the stream back. He had no idea any of this happened at the moment it happened. Hilarious. By the way, it's a fish. It has a memory of four seconds. So, also, it doesn't speak whatever language you're expecting it to speak. So there's no way you can interpret. Fish, did you do this? Also, I thought Maurice was the fish. Don't give me that innocent look. Take away your scuba diver, you bastard! Not scuba Steve. But yeah. Scuba Steve. Again, even if you think you're smart, don't allow your fish... To have control over something that has your banking information. Yeah, that's just good advice. Also, it doesn't know it's playing Pokemon. It's just swimming around. It's just swimming around. Yeah. I I, I kind of want to check out his streams though, because I imagine be this amazing. isn't this isn't one of those things where the fish is really good. I bet if you allowed him to control like Super Mario, he dies within ten seconds every level. I bet it's really boring. Instantly. Yeah. 
Which is probably why Pokemon was the best game you worked on. It's all just like it's RPG, so it's this? like just or do you choose all one thing on this, choose left yeah. or right. Choose one of four things. Do you know what a fish would be really good at? Would be do you remember what? those old um I mean what types of games they were called? Like the, the, I guess the choose your own adventure games on DOS. Where it's like you just got a big lump of text and it's like, where do you want it? And you go, go south, go north. So and I know that style lost. of game, but the choose your own adventure brand that I know of was only in books. I didn't know oh. they had a video game, but I know of to punch the guy and turn to page 67. Text. Yep. Oh my God, you fell down a hole and, and maggotate your face immediately. Like, I remember I had my favorite one. I had a I had one of those books. It was something about Loch Ness monster, and you had to try hmm. to get photos of the Loch Ness monster, and it like it described this is what you see, but you only had like a certain amount of film in your camera. So if you you ruined it all, you didn't get. And it's like to take a picture to, to this page, and you took to the page, to the page. Oh, it was just a fucking tire shit. <laughs> there we go. My child. Choose your adventure books weird. were dope. They were very fun. Like the novels are still like 132 pages long, but the story, depending on which way you go, is is maybe only like 18 pages. And then, by the way, you would always, you you'd always like hold your thumb in place, and then go to the page and like, oh no, I just died a horrible, violent death. So I should go to that other page. Mulligan. Oh, okay, this is much Mulligan. <laughs> Don't tell nobody I did that. So there you go, Maurice. Get your fish to play a choose your own adventure game. At least that'll be fun. Yes. Who knows where the fish will lead you? Hmm. Anyway, let's move on. We're chugging, chugging, chugging to the middle of the show. And as always, we end the first half of the show talking about some people that are achieving some things with their lives. It's now time for this week's Dumb World Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? This week's Dumb World Record comes to us from, I believe, New York City, because I believe they filmed the show here, or either there, or Los Angeles. I don't know. Um, but this comes to us from live with Kelly and Ryan because everyone's New York show fucking loves Ryan Seacrest for some reason. I mean, it was, wait, it was Kelly and Michael with Michael or... Strahan, he was good. Giants he's not on the show well. anymore. Fascinating. I mean, he left, he went to is it Good Morning America or something? He left, good for him, good for him, yeah. Which I, I, that guy is a trooper. I mean, obviously, hey, he's getting paid for his work, but you know, he does the sure. he does the Sunday night football stuff, and then he's up mm-hmm. fuck early Monday mornings to do that. Yeah, he's done it all. He does not need yeah. to party anymore. He just wants to make money and support his family. To be fair, he was an NFL player, so I imagine yes, you know, he got beat up quite a lot for him. So I imagine just. Rocking or a couple of hours sleeps, nothing to that man. Um, but yes, this is you're thinking about. Oh, Kelly and Ryan, what broke? What broke? What world record did Kelly and Ryan break? 
Well, your answer is... Nothing. Um, so they tried and failed miserably to break the world record for most sweaters put on within 30 really? seconds. Oh, okay, in 30 seconds, sure. So the hosts of the ABC talk show, Kelly Ripper and Ryan Seacrest, mm -hmm. attempted to break the record for most jumpers, or sweaters, as you call them here in America, Put on in 30 seconds, brackets, team of two, during a recent broadcast, but they fell short of the previous record of eight. So, doesn't state it here, which is very annoying, had the rules of the record, but uh -huh. where it's a team of two, I'm going to assume that it's like, it's safe we were doing this. It'd be like, go, and I'd put on a sweater, and then as soon as my sweat was on, you then you your like kind of and we tag team it, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm gonna get. No, I here. think it's just up to me to just keep putting sweaters on you. Oh my why maybe. you that makes sense. the thinner and what? the shorter one. So I have to, like, like, like I'm, I'm like, just I'm just putting yes. I'm not doing a Superman pose, so it's like easy if you just no. slide them on. You're, you're always doing like this breaststroke thing because I'm putting the sweater oh. on, but you have to make sure that thing catches like yeah. You're, Pretty good. Like, well, if you're watching the video, I apologize. Just come in at the camera right now. Um, yeah, that makes sense. All right, we'll go with that. That makes sense. Um, so they attempted the video. Which, sure, I mean, I'm assuming in this situation, since we were talking smart, because I'm, I'm thin, like a yeah. two chopsticks hanging off being hanging off a broom. Um, but in this, I would imagine Kelly Ripper would be a fantastic because she's short. God bless her. So right. it's like it's easy to like, stand still, Caddy Ripper. And she's she's also a twig, yeah. Yeah. Um, See, Michael Strahan would have killed in this competition. Ryan Seacrest, I don't know. But uh, guess what? All, all three parties that we just mentioned, like they're doing like twenty other things. I, I actually don't know what Kelly Ripper does outside of that show, but like Ryan Seacrest has like well, he a has, dozen he's on like twenty shows a day. Of. Yeah. Same with same with um, 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 Mr. Strahan. He, he's when he's not in a football game, he's in a basketball game, or, or whatever, whatever, whatever. But he's always on on the camera giving commentary. He's about a hustler, something. baby. Um, yes. but yeah, so they tried to do it on a recent broadcast, and they failed. But once mm. the segment was over, producers Jan Shilley and Jin Niebler decided to make their own attempt at the record with Niebler helping Shilley. Don the sweaters. There you go. You was right. Uh, a Guinness adjudicator on set verified that the duo managed to put on nine sweaters in 30 seconds. In 30 earning seconds. Earning the title. Okay. Yeah. As new Guinness world record holders. Congratulations oh. to Niebler, Jen Shilley, and Jim Niebler for okay. doing making ryan seacrest look stupid as well so it's like two two things you've achieved yeah, so so a bunch of normies who got nothing to do with their lives trained and trained and trained and trained for this and then kelly ripa and ryan seacrest was just like so this is what you're gonna be doing in 45 minutes you're gonna be you're gonna get drowned in sweaters kelly ripa and they failed and i bet that producer now every day holds their certificate of the Guinness World Record and just goes, hey, Ryan, Ryan, 
and then Ryan looks up and he's like, <laughs> he's sending him video text messages or just like him just licking the trophy or the plaque just... yeah Jim Nebel is like nice. like naked but with the certificate covering his junk like eh? yes. yes that's at least what I would do and you should and you anyway should. so yeah congratulations to Jan Shilley and Jim Niebler uh, for one again Breaking a Guinness World Record, that's stupid. Two, showing up Ryan Seacrest. And three, having names that are just super fun to say. Jen Schille and Jim Niebler. We salute you. Still to come on this week's Waffle Box. We're coming yeah. back after the break with the middle of the show quiz. Then we've got the trap door where we're on the way to Lurpy. Kush is re- reviewing the movie Tar. Why not? And we end the show with our feel good segment as always. So stick around. Thanks very much. We'll be right back after this short break. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome back to Waffle Box, episode 83. Still to come, Kush is reviewing the movie Tar. Feel good, fuzzy segment, and so much more. But it is the middle of the show, so it's now time for the middle of the show quiz. And this week, the quiz is themed to celebrate National Texas Day, which has knows. It's February 1st, apparently. So, as we've always done the quiz, I'm going to ask Kush five questions. Name of the game is try to get at least three out of five to get the majority, if not five out of five, for the clean sweep. If he gets a question correct, he hears this noise. Which means he's very happy. However, if he gets a question wrong, he hears this noise. Which makes you so sad. Nice and simple. Kush, are you ready for question number one? I'm ready. Question number one. <clears throat> Which state is known as the Lone Star State? I believe that is Texas. Correct, correct. Question number two. Which state was admitted into the Union on December 29th, 1845? I'm going to say it's Texas. Correct. Question (laughs) number three. Which U.S. state is the home of the NFL teams, the Cowboys and the Texans? Think about it. Give me a second. Just give me a second. Take time. Confer with family if you need. I'm going to say Texas. That's very correct. It's very correct. Question number four. (laughs) Suck it! 
Question number four. Charlene Spiteri is the lead singer of which band? The Texas Chicks? Fuck me, it's Texas. The band's name is Texas. It's just Texas. How should I know? You look like a Charlene Spiteri. I don't know, Charlie oh, They're a Scottish band, funny enough. Um, oh, really? And question number five. Which state is the birthplace of actor Channing Tatum? Oh. I'm guessing Channing Tatum is a Texas boy. Alabama, obviously. <laughs> but... <laughs> You win. But still, you got three. Three out of... I'm still... I'm to get three out of that. (laughs) (sighs) That was good. When I didn't know there was a band named Texas, too, I was like, no, it's going to be something stupid like Mississippi or something. And you're like, like, Alabama. I'm like, ah! I, I wouldn't be able to name you a single one of their songs, but I remember... I think they were like late nineties, early two thousands, and they had, they had a couple of bangers. Oh, Texas! Hmm. I always appreciate a rock band with a female lead singer. Brings a little bit of different sure. energy. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Sexual, like a lady. Was like Firefly. If you ever check out a metal band called Firefly, that this they're fucking dope. I don't know if I remember the lead singer's name, but she. Has an incredible voice. Um, yeah, that was I want to say I know that band, but I've also heard multiple things in pop culture just called Firefly recently. So yeah, it's kind of a popular name. But there you go. It's now go time to move on, move on, let it go, let it go. Where we are slashing the human population one by one each and every week because there's pop. This- and it's too damn populated in the segment that we call the trapdoor. So yes, if you haven't played this hurt blurred, heard this game before, what we do is I give Kush four choices of celebrities. One, two, three, four, and he has to decide which one. Okay, send down a trap door and out of existence. As always, he has to show his working. This week, we're working our way through the alphabet, and as I said before, we're chugga 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 chugging along, and we're at P. Letter P. It's a great letter to say. <clears throat> so the four. Popping peas, precisely, periodically. Four peas this week are Mr. Paul Rudd, famous for somehow aging backwards. <laughs> Paul McCartney, famous for being in the Beatles and then just being kind of annoying after that. Nobody likes wings. Get over yourself. 
Then we have Paul Hogan, famous for being Crocodile Dundee. And Paul Rubens, famous for going and inviting children into his home like a creep. Wow. I feel like it's pretty obvious which answer I'm going to choose here tonight. However, I feel like I also might shock the world on this edition, on this P edition of the trapdoor segment here. Wow, it's going to shock the world. Um, Shocking the world. Get ready, get ready. Sit down. So dig this. So Paul Rudd ain't going nowhere. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? God damn it. The man is a delight. Okay? Treasure. You want you want to hang out with Paul Rudd, man. Like we go out and probably get some beers, or we could just hang out and like play some VHS Clue. Yes, Paul Rudd will play VHS Clue with you. Don't ask me why I know That'd that. You might even be a little too young for that. However, Paul Rudd, I don't want to imagine a world without you, sir. I agree. Paul Rubens, yeah, you've had a ah. share of mistakes. You've 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 done a thing or two that you shouldn't have done. It was very public. Some folks think you might have wanted to sacrifice your stuff, but you you persisted. And while maybe in a one world you were canceled, in another world you are thriving and you are feeling much more comfortable in this world. And you know what? You're great in everything you do. And while I haven't seen everything you've done, in everything he recently, does, everything he does is pretty great. I haven't seen everything. What I else does he do other than Herman movie? Pee Wee Herman? He's he pops out a character every now and then. He's he's just yeah. Trust okay. me, I'll take you with me, like fish. Yeah, he had a he had a very awkward moment in the nineties. I think we're past that we now. Didn't. And uh, yeah, Paul Rubens, you're gonna be a okay, buddy. Paul Hogan. I kind of want to send you down the trap door, bro. But you know what? Your dedication to the hustle and you made you made this. God damn it, man. I don't want to insult you, but you made this stupid movie called Crocodile Dundee, like one of the most profitable movies of 1986. You got Academy Awards for it. And then, you know, maybe the rest of the career didn't go well. And God damn it. No one else liked those other two Crocodile Dundee movies, but. Yeah, you're not. What's going the one where, is like, it, just, where he, What was the one where he came to America? Crocodile Dundee. Oh, wait. What was the second one? Crocodile Dundee Two. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one where he's in the in, he's in the crowded subway? In is that the end of one? Crocodile Dundee Two. I'm sorry. What's the end? Was what's the one where he's like, ch- like chasing woman in the subway because he loves her? Is that the end of one? That's the end of part one. Okay. Yes. In part two, he's hanging out in New York. New Yorkers love him. And then some ill shit happens. And they got to go back to Australia, Mike Fish. And that's where, where Crocodile's now on his home turf. Crocodile. He's Crocodile. Fuck Crocodile. everybody up. Crocodile. Jesus. That Crocodile. sounds like an offensive nickname for someone. Um, was it Was it called Crocodile Dundee 2? Back, back in the bush. No, I think it was just Where it's like a you know, because the nineties they've what they love to stuck a sure, double sure, entendre. Sure. Well, so when we get to Crocodile Dundee three, like sixteen years later, 
it's just Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile in L.A. There's no three. There's just like no one saw that shit. Crocodile oh, Dundee four. Crocs on a plane. He would make that right now. And I, I would just you imagine that he managed to save the day by like by wrangling up the crocodile and leaping from the plane and skiing on the crocodile down to safety. Crocodile Dundee is such an important movie that occasionally on, on film productions, I have to give the Crocodile Dundee speech, whereas, hey man, you ever seen the movie Crocodile Dundee? There's a scene where Paul Hogan and his future wife, Linda Kwasowski, they're, they're at the fire. And then this, this native dude just jumps out of the bush and he's just wearing blue jeans or whatever. And then, you know, they're talking and he's a cool dude and whatever. And uh, she's like, you mind if I take your picture? And he's like, you cannot take my picture. And she's like, oh, is that because you think I'm going to steal your soul? And he's like, no, the lens camera, the lens cap is on. You, And then he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he runs out of the fuck back into the bush. And she's like, oh, I'm an idiot. And, and anytime I see a cameraman with his lens cap on, I tell him that story. Magical. By the way, you, Paul McCartney. All done doing it. Paul McCartney. Thank you for your service to this world. You've come out with some fantastic and amazing music, but your time is done. And uh, while I've enjoyed listening to several interviews you've done these last 10 years, thank you so much. Au revoir. Suck it, Paul McCartney. Yeah, I don't got anything against Paul McCartney. Just, we just, he's not doing anything else. We need to let other people do things. So. In Y'all thought opinion. I was going to let Paul Hogan fall down in that shaft, didn't you? He's my favorite Hogan. Ooh, fair enough. That is a fair and accurate statement. He's not releasing secret oh. tapes where he's incredibly racist or sex tapes with his friend's wife. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Hulk. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. To be fair, Hulk's buddy there, old Bubba there, was just like, yeah, why don't you come on over and bang my wife? Like he 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 set the Hulk up for that, and then like what what happened still happened, and yeah, there was racism in there, and and also cucking and lots of inappropriate sex. No, I um I'm not I'm not gonna gonna give Hulk a free pass here because he was into that kind of shit. Because hey, don't get me wrong, mm. if you know at the right time of my life, and you know if I was feeling this kind of way. And my buddy of mine, who maybe I, I don't, I haven't seen Bubba the Love Sponge. Fuck, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. So maybe she's super hot. I don't know. Terrible so name. maybe, maybe a friend of mine was like, "Hey, hey, Mike, do you want to come over and have sex with my wife?" Maybe in a certain situation, maybe I'll be like, "Sure." But then, but then, once I get to that place, and he goes, "Oh, well, here, so here's my, here's my wife, here's my wife." Um, you know, proceed to do what you need to do. Oh, by the way, is it okay if I film it? Then I'll be like, wait, what? What is this? No, this is okay. No, what is this about? This is no, no cameras. No cameras allowed while I'm working right now. I need to focus. How is that not going to end badly? And then he was like, I didn't know, brother, that the sex tape was going to come out, brother. Really? 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 Fuck you. Um, you heard it here, Mike Fish.
Fuck you, Paul Hogan. Mike Fish. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about some movies. It's now oh time God, for... Me. What? Huh? Huh? What? what? No one's interrupting you. Do your thing, man. The voice is in my head again. It's now time for this week's Kutch's Movie Review. Kush's Movie Review. Now, Kush, is this movie called Tar? Or, I know it's like a, a little a funky A, so is it like Tear? I think it's just Tar. Oh. Yeah, so they just put that little accent tar. above the A because they want to be obnoxious. Well, the, the the whole point of this movie is that this woman, who's uh, the the titular character Tar Lydia Tar, played by Kate Blanchett, she's a she's a big old phony. Oh, fact, there her real you name go. is phony. Linda. You're she's a, a big phony. Old phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. Yeah, so we're talking about Tar. It's rated R. It is two hours and 36 minutes, which, yes, is long even for me. But to be fair, the entire time I'm watching this movie, I am on the edge of my seat. I'm like, I want to know where this is going. I would like, I, I, I need to absorb more information. Please, please, please tell me more. This came out technically Halloween weekend 2022. But we're talking about it tonight, Mike Fish, because it currently holds six. I, I ran out of fingers on one hand. It's holding six Academy Award nominees this year. Wow. And that includes Best Actress, Kate Blanchett, Best Director, Todd Field, uh, Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Editing. You know... I don't know if this is worth any of these awards, to be honest. Kate Blanchett is very good in this. However, a lot of the time I substituted her in my mind for Benedict Cumberbatch, and it was the same movie. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up. I, I, I did in this one. I did in this one. Like So the movie is about uh, Germany's very first female conductor, and by the way, within the classical musical world, she's a celebrity. Everybody knows Tar. Everybody has Tar on the edge of their lips. They they only want to know more about this woman named Tar. And she's been a part of uh, several other major orchestras. But now she's in Germany. She's doing her thing. She's got a book coming out. She has a, a record coming out. And then also she has a sexual harassment suit coming out. Um, Ooh, that's a that's a full killer. Oh boy, it is, and it's awkward. It's awkward. There's a long time where just they. It takes a while for things to spell out. You you understand this woman once upon a time had an inappropriate relationship with one of the members of her orchestra. And then that woman just happened to be unstable. And then one thing led to another, led to another, led to a rejection, led to a suicide. Oh, dear. That, oh, that, dear. Spoiler alert. That takes forever to get to. Like, you you understand. Yeah, like, oh. just hurry up and top yourself, love. 
I've got a review to do. <laughs> you never meet this woman. In fact, no. this this one character, despite the fact that she's a very important part of the story, you never see her face. There's a scene where we get to see a still photo of her, but it's covered. Her face is covered by her long red hair in in a motion capture pose. Like it's it's what it is. But is, is however, that done this movie is, to be like artsy, or did they just not want to pay? For anyone important, so it's like it's got an extra. Can you just flop your hair over? Probably your both. Both. I'm sure they would love to have had Julianne Moore or whatever hot redhead is out there right now, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. But no, they carrot tops. Who who this woman was, uh, ironically, is not important. <laughs> what? You don't yes. love carrot top. You know what? I appreciate Carrot Top the Hustler. Not a big fan of his comedy, but yeah, that dude, that dude has earned his success. So, Carrot Top. Funny story about Carrot Top, real quick. Oh, so break it down. <clears throat> there, uh, a professional wrestler called Ricochet. I'm not sure of his hmm. real name, but Ricochet, and he recently got engaged to his lady friend, and. I guess he it was it was in a public place. I'm not sure where it was, but so he posted a picture on his. I'm guessing Las Vegas, maybe. So he posted it on his social medias, where he's on one knee. You know, you, you know how a proposal works, right? He's on one knee. I've, I've been there, yes. and this woman's like looking down. Oh, oh my god, this is such a special moment. But. What happened was, I guess he didn't plan the location very well because, and I apologize for those listening to this, so I'll, I'll describe it in a moment, but for those watching, you'll be able to see this. So you'll see Ricochet on one knee proposing to his girlfriend. She looks so happy. And in the background, there is this giant poster of Carrot Top just going, hmm. like... Like I guess I'll describe. He looks like he's about to jump on them and attack them. Sure, it's hilarious. It's like that. That is one of the most important photos in your relationship today. And Carrot Top has ruined it, and he's not even actually there. It made I bet me they have a good chuckle. sense of humor about it, or someone who knows Photoshop skills. And suddenly that poster is no longer there. Oh, what would be great is if with those Photoshop skills you just. Swapped out, swapped out Carrot Top for like the Millennium Falcon attacking the Death Star, or or Bigfoot jumping over seven cars. You know, like. Or oh, the only way you or if you, if they got Carrot Top to officiate their wedding, that'd be a nice story. I would not be surprised if Carrot Top went through the the legal channels and could marry people in Las Vegas where his residency is. Oh, you could one hundred percent get Carrot Top to marry you for like 50 bucks i bet nah he's he's charging about 500 bucks yeah he's yeah, he's making a really good coin it. in vegas dude like i know look man i grew up in the same area you did where carrot top was a punchline for a lot of things but like his las vegas residency is killing shit honestly come with the hustle the hustle is what is up, dude. Keep the hustle alive. Carrot Top, Paul Hogan, full-time hustlers. You gotta love it. Anyway, 
Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. So, well, as I mentioned, this movie is nominated for six Oscars. That's why we're talking about this week. Are we going to talk about another movie next week that's uh, nominated for the Oscars? Probably not. But don't worry, yeah. we got another six weeks of of this stuff before the 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 big ceremony. However, we're talking about Tar, and honestly, I don't think it's the best picture. I don't think Kate Blanchett is the best actress in this. Is it well directed? It told a story again that kept my attention and I wanted to know more. And there's a lot of there's a lot of subtext in there that, you know, I, I was feeling it, you know. But if anything, maybe this takes technical awards, but I don't see this picking up I don't see this picking up any single uh, Oscars in uh, March. But I understand Kate Blanchett might upset Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all at once. Having said all that, I want to give this a high three, but I'm going to give it a low four out of five. Tar, go check it out, guys. It's available for free on Peacock if you have your subscription. The cock. Hey, a low four out of five, still four out of five. Not bad. Yeah, man. Like, I get why this was nominated. I don't don't know. Is it it artsy fartsy? Very. It's very artsy farsy, and that's not a bad thing. Hence the but also above the A. Guess what? Bleak ass Germany still looks like bleak ass Germany. It's it's it's. There's nothing really artistic about it. It's kind of just a cheap. It's it's a cheap point. Yeah, no one likes Germany. Hmm. I still haven't forgotten. Hashtag never forget. Fair enough. Bombed my local chip shop. Uh, it's a true story. My grandfather's favorite fish and chip shop was bombed during the war. Oh. Ruined his Friday night, you damn Germans. Oh my God. Where, <laughs> am, I else? Where else am I going to get $7 macaroni and cheese in this city? You really think people in the 19th 19- 40s, 40s in England were going to a place to buy mac and cheese. <laughs> no, they probably didn't even have macaroni and cheese, but it's my example still remains strong. Fish and chips, fish and chips, especially when you're in San Francisco and it's like, oh my god, this Italian restaurant closed. And you're like, oh no, where am I? Gonna, where else am I gonna get overpriced Italian food in this city? Oh no, I the pain if you find a good spot. I've, I've I'm, I'm sure I've told this story before, but one of my favorite uh, noodle but noodle places in the New York City when that shut down. I, I mean, there's a million of them, but even then, when that my favorite one shut down, I was, I was devastated. devastated. My favorite Chinese restaurant became a tattoo parlor, and well, again, I'm in San Francisco, so like Chinese food is everywhere. But that's one spot was special. Did you get a tattoo? While I'm here, no, no, no I did not. <laughs> Although, how 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 crazy would that be if I walked in there and like, yeah, trying uh, chicken fried rice, and then they just tattooed just chicken them. fried rice on my arm. And every time you look at it, you cry. I miss you. <gasps> I miss you, Rose. Oh God, the sad I memories. Rose. I do miss Rose. I tell you what, tell you what would be good right now. Memories. 
don't know why that accent coming. You want me a good right now? That's like, is that like Dolly Parton? Hey, sugar. Uh, we really need a bit of pick me up. We need a bit of pick me up. So, do you know what would be good with you right now? How about a feel good story? Oh, yes. Of the week? Time. I could get into that. But this week's <gasps> feel good story. to us from Hendersonville High School. What? A high school? Having a feel-good story? What? This, we're in the Matrix? What? Nope, you heard that right, boys and girls. So this 15-year-old boy, Sergio Peralta, which is a great name, and it sounds like he great should time. be on the force. Peralta. Wasn't that, wasn't that a cop, TV cop or a movie cop? Peralta. Peralta, you blew up a whole city block. Peralta, who's that from? That's going to annoy me now. Anyway, Sergio Peralta. Is that, is that Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Peralta? Uh, if it was, I haven't seen that. You should check it out. It's a good show. Um, yes, 15-year-old Sergio Peralta had the typical teenage reasons to be nervous uh, when he was joining a new school. Um mm-hmm. Other than the usual, oh my god, I'm 15. Oh my god, where is this hair coming from? Why is my voice going funny? Ooh, what's this white stuff? Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, he also had one hand that was not fully formed, so it wasn't nothing it was like excellent. It was just something was from birth. You know, one hand came out regular and then the other ones didn't form so you know he was a bit awkward about it as any 15 year old would i appreciate that um thanks to first perspective i've made my hand shrink here take the good hand Mm. um he said and i quote in the first days of school i honestly felt like hiding my hand he told cbs news um like nobody would ever find out instead a teacher at his Tennessee high school learnt his secret and assigned his engineering class a project to build Sergio a new hand. Okay. Quote, you're supposed to be engineering, coming up with new ideas, solving issues, Henderson High School student Leslie Jeremilo told WTVF, and just make things better than how they used to be. So the small class of students spent four weeks designing, 3D printing, and sizing the prototype to Sergio's hand. And, as this article says, becoming friends in the process. After a month of work, they put his hand to the test with a game of catch. A hobby, he says, was once out of reach. (laughs) <laughs> i know right what that's was that way funnier yeah why do they that need a little pun at the end there like jesus okay oh good oh he's got a new hand now we can make fun of it dicks but um yeah so sergio peralta has now got a, a mechanical hand 
so he can join the force. Like Luke Skywalker. And or I know we normally end the show on a feel-good story. You know, we'll end it on a high note. You know, we want to be good. But I just want to roll back to the beginning of the show and talk straight to the camera. <clears throat> For him. Why? Now, I know you want to have fun. Play a game hide and seek. But these people, these 15-year-old people in Tennessee are building a mechanical hand for one of their friends. And you're out here dicking around, falling asleep in shipping containers. Get some perspective, boy. Fucking idiot. <sighs> that was awkward. I know, right? How, how, well, imagine how awkward he feels. You know, he's made the news. Look at me. I have I played hide and seek, and I woke up in a different country. Oh, what a cheeky 15-year-old scamp I am. It's expected of me. I'm 15. And then he reads this, the 15-year-old's making robotic hands. Yeah, how inferior must he feel? And rightfully so, Fahim. Get a job. <laughs> Inappropriate. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, if I feel bad, oh, I'm 30, 30. How old am I? 37? I don't know how to do it. I'm making fun of children on a podcast. These mm. ones making robotic hands, which, as we all know, will one day yeah. turn on him and strangle him in his sleep because robots are evil. It's a shame he has to end. Or cripple him further on that night. He's thinking about that woman who rejected him about his hand. Oh, imagine he's like, imagine he's like one. Like, no, I'm not going to go there. It's 15. I'm not even going to do that. No, no, cancel that. <laughs> but anyway, robots are evil and nothing good will come from it. There you go. Bill, good story. I'm glad we ended it on that. Uh, but yes. This episode, not sponsored by Dr. Pepper. So misunderstood. Hashtag not an ad. Uh, anyway, this episode what, what was a, crazy, Mike. What this episode was cray cray, man. What? Um, but what else is the serious world got to look forward to? Cause she doing another podcast this Friday. You crazy we got son of a gun. coming out. It's gonna be a clip show, and uh, what I mean by clip shows, we're going all the way back to. Cushion Kai, like number eight, number eight microdose. It's um, retro. yeah, old retro episode. Thank you. Should be fun. I think you guys will like it. Nice. That's it. Awesome. Um, and then TBD when he's actually going to get released. But myself and Cush Hayes, uh, we are going to be soon releasing from our new rebranded extrawaffle.com membership service. So if you do want to support the show and get some extra content, go to extrawaffle.com and you get some bonus material. Whereas this first episode is going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about discussing this past weekend's WWE Raya Rumble. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Uh, it's coming from thoughts. a perspective, an thoughts. interested perspective, since 
So the reason this we thought this was interesting because we we met through our mutual enjoyment of the sports of professional wrestling. But uh, let's just say Kush isn't a weekly viewer of mainstream professional wrestling these days. Now, when was the last Not time you like? Days. When was the last time you like? Like to say like I don't say religiously because even I don't watch it like week to week religiously but you know what i mean when mm-hmm. was when was the last time you'd say you was like up on the product as they say uh wrestlemania 2019 i went to portland to watch with an old friend of mine so i was i was pretty up to i hadn't still hadn't watched the product but i still knew who all the characters were and the, i can't say that for this episode coming up so you haven't watched it in about three four years Ish. That's right. I've definitely missed the last three WrestleManias. Okay. So yeah, so obviously I watch it a lot. So I knew exactly what was going on. And Kush, not so much. So we're gonna be reviewing it from those alternative perspectives. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be to get our thoughts on there. And hopefully uh that should be out because we're gonna be recording it pretty soon. Um but it should be out, let's just say, let's just say Saturday. Why not? Saturday, February Why 4th. Why not? So check that out. Go to extrawaffle.com, become a member, support us. Uh, we super appreciate it. Of course, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you do want to, why not? And we'll throw a couple of extra bonus episodes, extra content your way. So check that out again, extrawaffle.com. Other ways you can support us just you know following us tagging us in all that crap and letting people know that you enjoy the show i am at only mike fish he is push underscore hayes and of course the show is at Wafflebox pod for all the links of how you can enjoy the show from videos to the audio links like spotify podcast uh, we're now on odyssey um you can Ooh. go to enjoy Wafflebox dot com for all of that jazz <laughs> I heard it because I was just watching I was just watching the uh, the new Pamela Anderson documentary and it all ends that it happened when she she does like two months in Chicago and he's like all oh, that jazz mm, all that jazz anyway until next week mm. Don't fall asleep in shipping containers. Take care of yourselves and each other. That's all, folks.